Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. And this is the last episode of season four. Welcome to July. And um, uh, I will be taking a break so that I can get everything started for season five of Third Eye with Lorelai and start recording all things. And um, the very first episode of season five will be September 30th, Saturday, September 30th. So it's a good chunk of time so that I can get everything recorded and ready so you guys can enjoy the next season. Kind of blows my mind to think that I'm already on the fifth season. It's kind of wild. And I started this whole thing in January of 2020 and it's already four seasons complete. It's wild. Crazy. <laughs> I hope um I hope you guys are still enjoying all this stuff. I still am. I mean, I I feel like I've grown quite a bit just talking about all the things um, that I've talked about on this episode. I feel like I'm a completely different person, which I'm glad for because you know you don't want to be the same person after this long, right? And you continue to evolve and change. So um. Thank you for coming back and being with me here on this last episode. And um, I'm really excited to be talking to you guys about, so as you guys know, I've been basically pulling up some crystals off of the Crystal Council because they have all these really amazing stones that I like to um, kind of look at and usually buy because I can't help myself. And um, the one that I found today, all I did was pull up just the main site and I saw it and I was like, oh my God, it looks like a galaxy. It looks like a, a, like a sea galaxy. It's absolutely gorgeous. So the name of this crystal is Ernamite, I-R-N-I-M-I-T-E. And um, let's talk quickly about some of the science and origins of Ernamite before we get into the juicy spiritual stuff and the meanings and energies with it. So Ernamite is also known as blue jasper. It's a rare micro quartzite jasper that crystallizes in mass formation with inclusions of richterite, pimenite, and manganese oxides. It is usually a blue, black, and brown mineral with white spotting that can occasionally be found in larger deposits of quartz. Urnmite was named after its discovery in between the Ear and Mimi rivers, and this is the only known locality for Urnmite, and it is located in the Khabarovsk Cray region of eastern Russia. So, the meaning and energy. Urnmite is a stone that directly corresponds with your spiritual evolution and can be great a great benefit to your life path here on Earth. At the time of this writing in 2023, humanity's consciousness is undergoing a new spiritual awakening that is a direct correlation to the planetary's energetic alignment within the universe. With so much advancement and growth happening around us, our physical and emotional bodies are greatly affected, leading to potentially fall behind spiritually. So its main purpose is for excellent growth. So Ernamite is a talisman of the new age that aids in grounding of higher vibrations that can be channeled for your own personal benefit. 
The third eye and crown chakra becomes highly active when meditating with Erdemite, especially with the intention of lucid dreaming, astral projection, and a variety of other visionary experiences. Tapping into Erdemite will greatly expand the mental capacity that you carry, even when not meditating with the stone. This effect is very similar to the energies that you may have come to know and love through Moldavite. The buzzing vibration that graciously flows from your aura is very potent and can be felt by everyone around you, leading you to be the shining light within each room. Sensing this projection may be all someone needs to start their own healing and self-love journey. So the main chakras that are associated and affected by the stone are the throat, the third eye, and the crown. The properties that are associated with it are psychic abilities, dreams, transformation, synchronicity, channeling and attunement, ascension, uh, wisdom and inner vision, um, your higher self, angelic communication, astral travel, bridging the spiritual and physical worlds, lucid dreaming, spiritual awakening, elevating uh, your vibration, that sort of thing. Oh, and also interdimensional communication. <laughs> That's gotta be interesting. So I think that it's really interesting that the planet Saturn, the planet of karma, is associated with the stone. And it's almost like the stone is allowing you to finally look at this, the lessons and the things that you're meaning to learn in this lifetime. And it's almost like, here's the shit now, pay attention, you know? And it's, it's no wonder that it's associated with, you know, the will, the mind and your devotion, you know, your upper three uh, chakras, uh, that it's honing most of its energy and meaning behind. So it's like, yo, what are you not learning right now? What are you not paying attention to? And how are we going to now finally get the meaning, the lesson behind what you're supposed to be learning here. Um, so the zodiac signs, no wonder are all the water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Uh, maybe that's the reason why I'm so drawn to it as a Pisces. Because um, it looks, I mean, at, at least the stone that they are uh, showcasing on the site, it looks like freaking water. It's gorgeous. It's so, so beautiful. Um, and the elements water. Shocking, I know so shocked. So uh, colors are blue, white, and brown, and it's relatively high on the hardness scale from zero to 10. It's around a seven. So anyway, that is the crystal of the day, ornament, or of the month, really, because, you know, I switched to months. Anyway, um, so that's it. Go pick you up some. I think it'll probably be on the more expensive side since it's only come from, it's only sourced out of one place. So it might be a little on the, on the expensive end of the spectrum. So anyway, I'll probably get some. Treat myself. All right. So the quote of the month is by the beloved and tremendous Brene Brown. So often when we feel lost, adrift in our lives, our first instinct is to look out into the distance to find the nearest shore. But that shore, that solid ground, is within us. The anchor we are searching for is connection, and it is internal. Oh, God. I swear, I feel like every time I watch her, listen to her, 
read her stuff. It's just calling me out in so many different ways. And I feel like her expertise, her musings, her experience, her words just find me and in some way call me out and shape me into what it is that I'm supposed to be in the moment and just it's just good it's so so good and so humbling most of the time and it's just sometimes you you feel seen in all the right ways and sometimes that can be really scary (laughs) but this one I feel kind of ties into what I'm wanting to talk about today and um you know sometimes when I come up with these topics they're sort of big like you know we'll talk about like you know some of the big stuff like twin flames and um or uh spirit guides or the chakras and and meditation and stuff like that ghosts aliens (laughs) but today I, I feel like I've been really on this kick of like a lot of internal stuff because I feel as we let's say me as I'm moving along my own path and my own uh you know my own growth my own trajectory everything instead of going outward it's just moving more inside and it's 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 interesting because like I'll be I'll be doing like, if you guys notice me on like any of my um, social media stuff, you know, I do a lot of those like fast tarot reads and, you know, that sort of thing for, for people to get their stuff or I do work with astrology. And um, I find that I get caught up in doing all those things that I forget about doing my own work because I'm wanting to give as much as I can to other people. And I mean, shocking, I I picked a career that I'm taking care of people, you know, and um, I kind of forget my own oxygen mask a lot of the time. And um, I, it it can be, it it can be jarring when I sort of come to this realization that I'm, I'm giving out a lot of things, but I'm not finding where I need to see this own wisdom where I need to apply that own wisdom that I'm getting and I'm sharing where can Lorelai apply this to her own life you know and so that's been a a big thing for me on my journey is like all these things that you're saying where, where can you apply that to your own circumstances and in your own life and just when I think oh I've I feel like I'm doing all those things I am humbled to know that I need more of that I need more of that internal work and not look on the landscape of my life externally. It needs to be the internal processes. So at any rate, um, where I started with this particular topic about stillness is um, I had a, of course, I was working last night. And, um, you know, I, I got into, I I got into a situation where I wasn't really, there was a lot of communication breakdown and I wasn't understanding why some of the the providers were making the decisions that they were making. And I found that I was getting really frustrated because it was like, I would be asking questions and the provider would come up with kind of condescending responses because it was like, you know, you're, it's, it's like you come across this, like, oh, you're going to do what I say. And because this is the plan. 
And, you know, sometimes that can be very frustrating for me because I'm trying to make a plan too, you know, because this is my patient and I want the best for her and her baby and all the things. And anyway, um, I didn't, I, I have to give a little bit more context here. I was the, um, the break relief nurse or in my, in my, in my practice or in my hospital that I work at, you know, it's just the person that is giving breaks to the other nurses. And I'm, I'm sort of in a way like the charge nurse, but not really the charge nurse. It's, it's very strange, but, uh, we have our nurse manager and, and all that stuff. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting to it here. You guys, I promise. So at any rate, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm, I'm giving the, this nurse a break. And I'm, so I'm trying to get an idea of what we should be doing for this patient. I kind of know what's happening, but I haven't been with this patient in and out constantly like the primary nurse has. So anyway, um, I, um, I, I was trying to get an understanding because the, the, the provider has come to the bedside and she says, this is what we're going to do. And I said, well, you know, knowing this patient and she's, she's scared. And she's also very like, she, I feel like patients do a, a number of different things. Whenever they're nervous, they either comply and because they just want whatever they just, okay, I, I trust that you guys know what you're doing. Please just take care of me and my baby. But the other thing is that they do is they'll, they'll fight back. They'll dig their heels in because they feel like, you know, they're being in, put into a corner as opposed to like, you know, these are the things, you know, and there's, there's a myriad of reasons why people do that, which makes sense. And, um, it seemed like this, this particular patient was, you know, she wanted to, um, you know, she, she was kind of demanding and wanting certain things here and there. And she was like, this is what I want. And why are we doing it this way? And not that those, those things are bad because you should ask, always ask questions. But anyway, it was, but there was more of like the, okay, we're doing this, but I want this and I want this. And it wasn't, it just seemed like there wasn't as much of a concern for, you know, it just seemed like she wanted all these other things, but there wasn't as much concern towards like, you know, the, it was like, I want to be able to do this, but I, but it wasn't in the best interest for the baby. And it was hard to be able to like, to actually say those things to the, to the patient. Um, but you know, we were trying to explain everything and I felt like a lot of people would go in there and explain what's happening. This is what's happening. But like, she still wanted this, this, she wanted to do this and she wanted to do that. But we're like, but you can't, because this is not, at least if you do, this is what most likely will happen. It won't be in the best interest for the baby. I'm granted, I'm trying to be as um, HIPAA compliant as possible. <laughs> um, but at any rate, um, you know, she, her baby was very preterm. And if, you know, she was going into labor and, if we managed to, we were at, we were able to get the, the, the labor to stop, but now we're in a space of now what, you know, we're, we were able to give her all the things to help with the baby coming out early, you know, and those things were the medications that were necessary in order for the baby to come out early and everything. 
but and then she also was in a lot of pain so she had gotten an epidural but she also wanted to to eat and get up and do things and rightfully so those things are you kind of want to be able to have your independence and you want to be able to eat and so we we figured out how to do at least the eating portion but the getting up would have been a little bit hard also she was you know very she was at very high danger of delivery and we were like well, we don't really want you to deliver but she also just wanted to get up and move around and eat and all the things and at any rate um the decision was to you know okay we're gonna go ahead and just like we've given her all the things and now we're going to just like turn off the epidural and turn it like just if she goes she goes and for some of you, you're like, what the fuck is going on here, Lorelai? And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm just providing some context here just in case anybody is like, okay, yeah, I get it. But for some of you, you're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm sorry. But anyway, one of the, I, I had talked to a, a previous nurse uh, or, or one of the nurses that was in her care about this because I wasn't understanding what was going on with why the providers were making the decisions that they're making. And I tried to get some information about it, but it was like, it just seemed like I was coming up against a wall. And for me, that's a very challenging place for me because I want to understand what's happening. And I'm fully aware that I am not getting all of the information, but like when I feel like I'm coming against the wall and I'm getting an answer of like, it is what it is, you know, and like the provider would be like, well, this is just how it is. And I'm like, bro, like, just explain to me, like, I'm not trying to be a pain in the ass. I just want to know. So anyway, sometimes you're not going to get the answer. And that's very frustrating. And in a universe, in a world where the universe, that's sort of what you're dealing with all the time. It's so frustrating. Am I right? Like, this is just what it is. I hate that answer. It's very irritating. But I talked to one of the other nurses and she explained to me that like, she said to me, you know, this, this patient in particular, she wasn't having any of it. She wasn't going to listen. We explained several times what was going on. This is what's happening. This is what's going on. If you do this, it's dangerous. If you do this, most likely this will happen. And it's, it, you know, it, it is how it is. And, you know, one of the things she said to me is she was not willing to just be still and listen. And that really resonated with me. Of course, you know, I'm going through this whole thing and that's the part that really stuck out with me because then I started asking my own questions. When am I still? When am I listening? When am I, am I doing that enough? So anyway, let's come to, let's, let's come to the actual topic of stillness, right? Um, and she, she has said that and, you know, obviously I got some, I, I got some clarity and some peace of mind about it because it was like, there was more than just like the providers making those decisions. It was also like the patient wanting certain things and her being resistant to what it is. And it's like, well, we're giving her what she wants. We're doing everything that we can to help her and the baby, but we're also giving her what she is requesting and her right. So I was like, okay, well, now I feel better. I feel like, okay, we are representing her wishes, but we're also caring for the baby and doing everything we can medically and all the things. I hope this isn't confusing the shit out of you guys right now. Anyway, um, so on to what my friend said. I, I, I the learning how to be still. 
And this morning I, I, I heard that and I also heard two other things. I want to do all these things, but I also don't want to do all of these things. And that's a very confusing place because you come up against this like, I want to keep doing and progressing and moving forward, but I also for some reason just don't want to do any of it right now. And that was today that is that that's that's what I'm feeling and it's like why the why the fuck am I like I have all these ideas and all these things but I'm like I don't want to do any of it and there's a there's a reason for that <laughs> and it's it's not because I I don't want to follow through the on the on the ideas I don't want to like do all these things they're there but there's something happening that I need to be paying attention to more and um the other thing that came into my mind is actually funny enough a scripture which some maybe a lot of you might be familiar with and that's um be still and know that i am god and um normally i try not to lean too much on biblical references but there's a lot of really good in there too you know what i mean that i i love and that's part of it um and i i really that really spoke to me today and resonated because in stillness, we begin to finally come to a place of observation to actually listen and maybe even start to absorb and dissect the information that's present. Um, and we begin to stop trying and start to actually like be. And, um, there is activeness in that part of of that phase of whatever you know of that phase of being is is actually paying attention and sometimes that's even harder than the actual doing phase um i feel like our social norm is that busyness the doing and the working and the speaking and action and accomplishing those natural that natural phase is something that we like a little bit more because we feel like we're we're actually in the process of being um you know productive and it's it feels good to know that we're working towards something and um and it's okay for us to to be in that but it's also we we kind of veer away from the other part of that phase which is to not do all that um, and to begin to listen. How can we be understanding and compassionate if we aren't observing and listening? And, um, you know, it's that whole concept of the yin and yang, right? The yang is the doing and the yin is the being. And we forget how to sit in that space, in that dark space and pay attention and to just be still and see everything from a different lens and perspective. Um, how do we learn about ourselves if we if we don't take the time to sit in that stillness and listen? I, I imagine most people have a hard time with stillness because you know your minds and bodies are so used to doing that they sometimes forget that being is just as important. And also it's like a lot of us even are, are in, a, in a sense sort of atypical 
uh, neurotypically or neuro neurologically anyway, uh, where it makes it even more challenging because sensorily we need to actually be doing fidgeting, doing things in order to actually be paying attention. But how, I guess the important piece of this is how can you start to listen to the internal environment that is also constantly working, but there is a process that needs to happen that isn't being attended to. So how this, this process is also knowing God and source this being, if you, if you, how are you to know this? If you cannot be still and in that moment with yourself, if you cannot hold space for yourself, how are you fully knowing yourself, which is also a part of this bigger source energy and God, this internal wisdom that you carry, you can't know it fully. If you're constantly in a space of action, you have to be in a space of stillness to understand that internal wisdom that's trying to give you the pieces of information that will help you move forward with more efficacy. I suppose you can't fully know God and source in a way if you are not in stillness ever. <laughs> You're only really experiencing one portion of divinity, which is most likely not enough. Because I, I think that most people that are so, so busy that they forget to, you know, observe their inner landscape, there's just a there's just that one side that's being expressed. I imagine there is a a, a friction, a a frustration, a a part of them that might seem missing. I know that I feel, I experience that when I'm not paying attention. I feel like there's something that I'm missing. There's something that isn't being seen in this moment. What is it? What am I not seeing here? What am I not understanding? <laughs> I am not getting all of the pieces. And so there's where we reach the frustration of not understanding the whole picture. And you can't understand the whole picture if you're only seeing this one side. If you're only expressing this one way of being and doing, you're just doing. And that's it. I imagine when we sit down with ourselves and allow the floodgates to finally open, we experience some relative overwhelm and anxiety and stress, probably a generous amount of frustration and fear and maybe even a little bit of shame because it's it can be scary to sit down with yourself and allow yourself to finally feel and know the inner parts of you. Um, for some of you, it might be a little easier, but I, th I imagine there's a lot of you that when you hear me say that, you're like, hell no, are you kidding me? That, do you know how much stuff I went through and how much that I had to, to, to work on like burying that beneath, well beneath the surface in order for me to survive. And I think that's part of the reason why we're in the issues that we're in right now is that we're constantly in a state of survival mode. And maybe that armor is too heavy now. We've put on our armor to with, withstand 
the trauma and the anger and the frustrations of what has happened to us. And now it's too heavy. And now we have to actually unravel and undo all that we have learned so that our coping mechanisms match where we're at now. Because now we're trying to evolve past what we have gone through so that we can be a better version of ourselves and finally experience the evolution of our selves. But we can't if we're constantly fighting against the trauma and the frustration and anger of past circumstances or um, whatever has happened to us. Um, Holding that space um, and having a lot of that pent up energy and staying there and holding that space in that (laughs) in that pent-up energy is a way of actively participating in your stillness by allowing those thoughts and feelings to be thought and felt. There's a tremendous amount of responsibility to yourself to listen to all of those parts, to get the whole picture, and to experience all of that, to not judge all of them, but to simply listen and to look at all of it. You're going to listen to the inspiring parts, but you're also going to listen to the scary, the the light parts and the dark parts, the ugly parts, the shameful parts, but also the beautiful parts. And how you can see how all those things comprise the beautiful being that you actually are. Even if you can't see it that way, you're going to understand yourself more if, as long as you're not looking at it and holding judgment and critique over it, but you're just listening. You're, you're listening and you're observing and you're discovering those parts of yourself and why they're there. Where do they come from? Um, all of it needs to be heard. It needs to be seen and be still and find yourself in all of its parts because God lives here too. It's not just on this path of creation. It's it's the parts of who you are. It's, it's all connected with the source and with God. Once you figure out how to be still with yourself without critique and judgment, but compassion and understanding and nurturing, and finally, what most important is unconditional love. I believe we then truly understand the scripture, be still and know that I am God. Because then you're really experiencing all the parts of you and all the parts that are associated with source and God. And um, you can truly experience that unconditional love that is waiting for you on the internal landscape of your emotions and your thoughts and your prayers and your mistakes (laughs) and the lessons that you're meaning to to learn but you're too scared to you know really face the pain and let it go and move through it we begin to nurture our wounded child and no longer victimize ourselves or lived live in that (laughs) uh we don't victimize ourselves to our past circumstances. We figure or we forgive ourselves 
um, for our mistakes and hold on to the lesson and no longer punish ourselves for the mistakes. Um, We forgive others and form healthy boundaries that honor our needs and others. And we begin to be still and hold that sacred space for others. Because we learn to respect and, and, and we and we learn common decency because we are this way with ourselves. Because if we can't figure out how to do all of those things for ourselves, we cannot effectively do this for others. And um, unconditional love is the most powerful energy that we can wield as individuals. It is the highest source. Divine love is power. And if we can figure out how to hone that divine love with ourselves and all the parts of ourselves that we think are shameful, are ugly, are that we're afraid of, that we don't understand, and we learn to be still in that, we then begin to practice that divine love because now We're paying attention to that internal landscape and we're learning all the parts that we maybe don't want to look at and we move through it finally. And we stop sidestepping away from it, but we're now looking at it head on and we're arriving to ourselves. We're arriving to our heart's doorstep and we finally come to the the conclusion well, what, what about all of me? What about all those parts of myself that I don't understand, but I, I want to finally know. I want to get it now. And I think once we're able to practice that stillness and find where God lives inside ourselves through that, that active participation, I think our whole lives are going to shift and change. Our doing is going to be different. Our whole energetic projection is going to be different. The people around us will feel different, (laughs) you know, they might change too. Because as you restructure and rewire the parts of yourself that need to be whole, everything else starts to shift around you. A lot of you, that that sounds so scary. And I get it. I get that tower effect. effect. It's, it's, it's scary to think about how everything will change. But I think the scarier thing is how everything has stayed the same. Stagnation is not developing. Stagnation is not evolution. It's just... not it's just it's just the same stuff so i feel like in stillness we're able to see clearly what is happening on the inside what is going on what information is there that you can now finally understand about you so that you can actually make some effective loving 
change for yourself, however that looks. So that's, that's the thing today. <laughs> um, I hope that made sense. I know that beginning story was a little all over the place, but that's me guys. I'm all over the place sometimes. It is what it is. So I really hope you have a fantastic summer and, um, I hope once we come back for season five, we'll have lots of amazing things to, to talk about and learn about with each other. And we'll be ready to experience the second part of 2023. Oh my God, this freaking bonkers to me. I can't even. So anyway, I really love you guys. Thank you for going through all of these seasons with me of all of these all of this evolution and all of this progress. And I'm excited to see what comes next. So I love you all. Have an amazing summer. And I look forward to talking at you again on September 30th, right? Is that what I said? Hold on, let me make sure. Yeah, last Saturday in September, September 30th will be my premiere of season five. So I love you guys again. Have a fantastic summer. I'll talk at you again on September 30th for season five. And until then, love and light to you all.